The theme for these Wednesday services is the Son of God goes forth to war. So let's think about um, a warrior of old or, or even a, a modern day soldier. Hiding is not something they really did. You, you can't fight a battle if, if you're hiding. Well, I suppose today in, in modern warfare you, you might have a a sniper, hidden in, in camouflage, no one can see him far, far away, or even, I suppose, you can hear someone halfway around the globe in a room controlling a drone somewhere else. But that's, that's, not, type of, that's not the type of a hidden soldier that Jesus was. I don't feel like Shakespeare. He, he wrote, uh, one of his famous plays was Henry V. Henry was, was the king of England, and just the night before a big battle against the French, Henry uh, hid himself. He, he put on a disguise and went around the, the camp of the soldiers, from fireplace to, to fire, or fire camp, campfire to campfire, and, and talking to the soldiers and finding out what they were thinking about because there was no guarantee they were going to win this war. Well, what he learned he then the next morning used as he talked to the, his troops and, and as he riled them up to, to a complete victory. But, but even that isn't really the, the type of a hidden warrior that Jesus was. So, so let's take a look at what kind of a hidden warrior Jesus was. First of all, this hidden word, Jesus, experienced what we experience. You know, Jesus, he had friends, just like you and I do. I mean, and I'm not even talking about his disciples. He had friends. In this one suburb of Jerusalem, there was a family there, uh, two sisters and, and a brother, Mary, Martha, and, and Lazarus. They were Jesus' friends. He, he loved going there. He, he enjoyed their company. He had friends just like we do. And just like we don't like to hear bad news on the phone, Jesus didn't like that either. He heard about someone being sick, but not someone with the coronavirus or somewhere in a different country. But th this was his friend Lazarus was very seriously sick. And then he heard that Lazarus actually died. Jesus knows what it's like to get that phone call with devastating news. He understands what it is to go through a tragedy and everything else. This, this hidden warrior experienced what we experience every day. And so because of that, this hidden warrior feels what we feel. 
when he heard about Lazarus, he, he went to their hometown and, and Mary came out. And, and if you want to look at the, the sermon text, it's printed there in the worship folder um, from John chapter 11. It's on page 5. It says, When Jesus saw her weeping, this is Mary, and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? He asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Jesus wept. Now, the original Greek language of the Bible talks about Jesus feeling it on the inside and showing it on the outside. He felt it in his spirit, it says, in his gut. And then it says he was troubled, but the Greek word actually has the idea of he shook. Maybe you've seen this. Maybe this has been you. When there's tragic news, you, you, you shake. I don't know if, if it was if Jesus shook his hand or, or what, but he shook and he cried. We, we can understand why. I mean, even if, if you don't know someone, but you hear their story in the news, sometimes it just it gets to you. And here Jesus, he knew Lazarus. He knew Mary and Martha. And on top of that, Jesus is the Son of God. As the second person of the Trinity, he was there at creation. As the second person of the Trinity, He was involved in making this world. He knew how amazing and perfect Adam and Eve and the animals and this universe. He knew what it was like. He knew the amazing plan for the people. and He knew what eating that fruit He knew what it meant for Adam and Eve to disobey. He knew what that would bring, the pain, and he knew what that would mean for for the rest of all people. He knew it. And here, he sees it. He's personally touched Lazarus, his friend, is dead. This, this is not what he wanted. This is not how he created this world. This is not... He felt it. And he shook. And he cried. And others noticed. Look at the next verse. Verse 36. The Jews said, See how he loved him. This warrior, this hidden warrior, feels what we feel. And, and so, um, in the book of Hebrews in the Bible, it says, 
we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weakness. In other words, we have someone who understands what we go through. And so that verse in Hebrews continues. It says, we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are, yet he did not sin. You see, Jesus, this hidden warrior, did what we could not do. A very interesting way here. We see in just a few verses that Jesus is both God and human. Obviously human. He's shaking. He cries. But also we see him as God because of what he knows and what he's going to do with Lazarus. In just these little verses, we see something amazing, an amazing truth. And the truth is this. What happens to us affects him. That's how much he cares about us. What we are feeling affects him. Now, some of those didn't see it quite that way. The last verse here, verse 37 says, but some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? And what they said, you know, kind of in sarcasm, Jesus actually did do. Ultimately, he did heal Lazarus. He, he rose him from the dead. If you keep reading here in John chapter 11, you see this amazing miracle. He's God, but he's hidden. But still he shows his heart, his love. He shows his power by raising Lazarus from the dead. And even more importantly, Jesus himself rose from the dead. He, he had gone to that cross to die for our sins. He did for us what we couldn't do for ourselves. And so there on the cross, he showed his, his heart. There on the cross, he showed his love. There on the cross, he showed our salvation. On the cross, he showed our forgiveness. On the cross, he showed what would be our future. He did for us what we couldn't do for ourselves so that we would go where we couldn't have gone before. So, hope. Even when things are so terribly wrong, hope. This last week, I found out my brother-in-law has been diagnosed with lung cancer. And he posted something, um, and actually referencing something his brother had said when he had gone battling cancer a few years ago. I want to share with you what he said. And again, this is referencing what his brother said. There's a difference between optimism and hope. A positive attitude or optimism is the thought that everything is going to turn out for the best. But life isn't like that. 
Sometimes bad things happen to wonderful people. Hope, in contrast, does not make assumptions, but rather in a clear-eyed manner assesses all the problems, challenges, or obstacles, and through information and education seeks and finds a possible realistic path to a better future. This future is often unknown and unknowable, but is constantly reassessed based upon new information. A person with true hope will experience a wide range of emotions, including fear, anger, and sadness, and through it all, will try to move forward through all the difficulties. And then my brother-in-law said this, I'm not one for words of wisdom. I'll leave it alone for all to ponder. I have, with the help of God, How can we have hope? Well, if you were here last Sunday, Pastor Cook talked about it. We can have hope because God is here. God is with us. Jesus, the the hidden warrior, is with us. He knows exactly what you're going through. He, He feels it. He understands it, and he did what what we couldn't do so that we would go where we couldn't have gone. You see, Jesus, the Son of God, was a hidden warrior. But one day, one day, All nations will see him, and he will be hidden no more. And on that day, all people will bend their knee on heaven and earth, and all people will praise him. And on that day, what was hidden will be our sight. Amen.